Welcome to Digest and Invest, the podcast from eToro that brings you the top financial stories and discusses their effects on the markets. This podcast is for educational purposes and should not be taken as investment advice. Make sure you understand the risks involved in trading before committing any capital and never risk more than you're prepared to lose. Past performance is not an indication of future results. And now onto the podcast. Hi everyone, I'm Dylan Holman and joining me is seasoned trader Henry Ward who has over 10 years experience in the markets. Hello everyone, how are you? Podcast has a simple format which we'll see us talking about the top three financial stories in the news. This week we're looking at Union Pacific Corp, Solar Edge Technologies and ASOS. First things first though, Henry, how's your week been? Well, the week has been pretty good. Um, I suppose the big, the big thing that we're going to have this week is earnings. So, or sorry, next week we're going to have earnings reports coming out. So that's going to be the big thing in the stock. So um, I'm, I'm looking, not looking past that. So everything, um, everything I'm at at the minute is geared up to the likes of that. And when would the market start to factor in such a big announcement? Is that a day before? Generally, generally things like this happen about two or three days beforehand because the idea is if, if you have a particular company and I suppose uh, Apple is probably the, the biggest one and they have the new release of the iPhone, if you actually Google potential earnings report for Google, you will see what the general consensus is before, before it actually comes out, if the numbers are supposed to be good or bad. And, and where then, would people, is, is that kind of, they get a sense from it or people are kind of looking at um, any sort of available data possible? Where, where, where are they looking at that data? Yeah, if you, if you just put it, go into Google um, and type in Apple's Q3 earnings report 2020 and, and then you go to that. Now, the difference is you don't just read one report, you read five or six of them and you go, okay, well, the general consensus is this is what's happening. Then you go on to Apple's, Apple's homepage and you do it as well. And for people working for the likes of Goldman Sachs and, you know, the big investment houses, do they get access to any additional information that a retail investor wouldn't be able to see? Or is it all just open to the public? Well, see, you have you have someone called a Bloomberg terminal, and a lot of lot of traders um, subscribe to that, and and any retail traders can subscribe to it as well. But most people use use Google as a as a as a as a search engine to find out what's what's going on, and that's that's probably the easiest. And uh, all you have to do is just wade through a lot of misinformation and people's opinions. But the facts are all there; they're all generally all on, online especially for the stocks that we tend to talk about because they're the the well-known ones where there's plenty of people talking about them on a daily basis for the likes of these three stocks we're going to be talking about today and you know others that's like tesla etc etc there's plenty of information out there that a typical retail investor would be able to access very freely absolutely the, the smaller cap stocks yes they're a little little bit harder to to find out the, the information on but they're, they're still if you dig if you try hard enough you'll find it okay great well let's move on to topic one then which is the union pacific corp so this is a company that claims to be american's premier franchise covering 23 states across the western two-thirds of the country its tracks cover 32,000 miles employed 37,000 people and they've spent just over 35 billion dollars this decade to 2019 on upgrades you know when you, when you send over these uh, these topics each week it must admit it's not a, not a company that i'd heard of but looking at the charts it's a very you sort of chart <laughs> yeah, the, it, it is absolutely. This is this has me written written all over. It. it is. It's one of those charts that has systematically gone up in an upper trend since 2017. Um, and the, the thing is, is that 
looking at their business model, looking at what they're doing, they're expecting the market to continue growing till till sort of twenty twenty. So you know what I mean. So uh, twenty twenty two. So the the idea is is that are we are we going to jump in on this? Are we going to are are we not? And if we look at the stock just this year alone, and um, this year alone, year on year, so beginning of twenty twenty two to today, it's actually up fourteen percent, which is from what's gone on in the the, the locomotive industry. That is that is good going, and if we look at the lows of coronavirus to now, it's actually up ninety six percent, which it, it's done pretty damn well. Yeah, it's a good recovery. Let's be honest though, investing in a freight hauling company, it's not that sexiest stock, is it? <laughs> no, it's not. It's not. It's not sexy at all. But this is this is the good thing about this is that you don't always have to jump on uh, the likes of the tests of this world. It's it's about educating people. It's about showing people how to how to actually jump in and actually get their portfolio. If if I use the pun, chucking along um, without without making huge without making huge inroads. Um, but the idea is that a lot of people look at trading and want to become a millionaire very very quickly. But with the likes of the likes of this type of stock, it it slowly moves along. It's slowly doing what it's supposed to do. Look, it's been it's been going up in an uptrend for the last three or four years, and and without going into much more detail, it has probably gone up in the other years as well. So it's slow and steady wins the race. It's not uh, remember the story about the hare and the tortoise. Okay, the tortoise wins. It's slow and steady. That's a very Irish way to say tortoise, I must admit. <laughs> but yeah, so what, what you're really saying is that not every stock is going to be like Tesla, which just absolutely rockets. Um, you, you know, you've got to have a diversified portfolio and lots of these investments are for the long term. And so you should be happy with single digit returns each, each month. But each month, I'm delighted you said each month. Yes, so yeah. The, the idea is a slow and steady is sort of overrated. And if you look at this company in particular, okay, so three years ago, it returned 31%, okay? Two years ago, uh, it returned 5%. Last year, it returns 31%. And this year, it's up 14% already. And we're not, we're not at the end of the year, okay? So if I said to you, Dylan, I was going to give you a, a stock that was going to average between 20 and 30% a year annum return, would you, would you invest in that type of company? I mean, if you compare that to interest rates in a bank, it's a no-brainer. Even, even if this stock was flat and never went anywhere, you also get a 2% dividend a year, which means then that if the stock wasn't going up and it was just flat, you were still better off investing in the likes of companies like this that one do between 20 and 30 percent a year two give you a really nice dividend and also you have that growth as well you actually know that your money is working for you rather than jumping in on the likes of i keep going back to tesla that spikes up spikes down spikes up spikes down and that this is nice and slowly i'll say the pun again chucking along <laughs> <laughs> okay great so Basically, what we're saying with this topic is that you shouldn't always be looking for a Tesla because they are far and few between. You know, yes. a large portion of your portfolio needs to be lower performing stocks, but ones that just chuck along. Yeah. Reliable is the word that you should be doing. Reliable, reliable stocks. 
Perfect. Okay, well, let's move on to topic two then, which is Solar Edge. So this is another company which has been tapping into the recent kind of consumer-led trend towards sustainability. Um, it's uh, it's listed on the tech-heavy Nasdaq exchange since twenty five since twenty fifteen, and in their own words, they are responsible for intelligent inverter solutions that have changed the way power is harvested and managed in a solar photovoltaic system. I mean, there are some <laughs> words in there that I've not even heard of before. Um, but I know it's something that Jay Nemesis, one of our best performing popular investors, has been talking about for some time now. He's heavily invested in it and something he believes in. So what's happened since he last spoke about it on one of these podcasts? Oh, it, it, take off. That's what's happened. <laughs> massive, massively. Um, if we have a look at it, we, we talk, exactly to this day, we talked about this stock two months ago. Okay. Now I, I have no idea how many people, how many people invested in it, how many people didn't, how many people are looking at it. But um, about two months ago, we were in a phase one. Okay. So anyone who's done any of my courses will understand what a phase one is, and it was in an upward trend. And then for about a week afterwards, we had a phase two, but it came back to this trend line. Now, if you're on a daily chart, you draw a trend line on it there, you will see what I'm talking about. And also on that pullback, there was a horizontal level at 179, okay? Now, from that point, it has skyrocketed and has gone up 71%, which is an absolute colossus move since the podcast. And it's just one of these things that has just taken off. And it's, it's no coincidence that it has taken off because we've been talking about it. It's been consistently going higher and higher over the last three, four years. And it's one of these things that we should be in the portfolio. I'm sure you're attributing that whole 71% in performance just to you guys talking about it on the podcast. <laughs> uh, Dylan, I wish, I wish to, I wish we could, but uh, what happens uh, sort of mid, uh, mid, the mid of the month, shortly after we've done the podcast, Solar's Edge actually released their outlook for the third quarter. What happens is companies provide guidance for what's happening and they, and they released their guidance on about the 30th of September, but the stock took off a couple of days before that in anticipation that the news was going to be good. So um, they're expecting revenue in between 325 million and 350. That was, they're, they're expecting margin the growth margin is between 32 and 34 uh, percent revenue is range between for solar products is between 305 and 325 million um, and their gross margin on the the solar products um, has gone up by 33 to 35 percent so they are very very bullish numbers and and that's literally why the why the, the market has spiked. But if you look across to its competitors, so if you look at Enphase um, or any of the other ones, Solar First or any of those, they all have spiked in around that same time because the market is very, very bullish on renewable and greener energy. It's just bringing down the carbon footprint. I'm, I'm all about bringing down the carbon footprint. Is this something that you mentioned um, some of its competitors? So is there only going to be one winner or can they all coexist? Solar's Edge has sort of is, is leading the way in, in the market at the minute, which means it also makes it easier for the rest of the companies to come in. Okay, why? Because they're, they're a little bit more expensive, which means then that you, if you don't have the full money to buy the full stock in, in other brokers, then you would actually go into the likes of their, their competitors who are much, much cheaper. I think um, Solar's Forces, I think, is at about $100, where 
Um, I mean, it's it's much much cheaper. But uh, with ourselves, you can buy fractional shares, which means then you can you can jump into any of them. But yeah, there's there's loads of room for this long term for everyone to 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 make hay when the sun shines. Gonna say um, this sounds very much like a long term investment, considering renewable energies is you know it's here now, but realistically, it's a little bit further down the line to be kind of regular use. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. You have, it's like, I know Jade talked about it massively. You had, uh, you have the likes of electric cars coming in. You get the likes of solar panels, put them on your house. Uh, he said it was about 10 years for um, the the solar panels to pay off for themselves. If you buy a battery, then it's about eight years. If you buy an electric car, he says it comes back insanely quicker. When, when insanely quick, once you do the, once you do the, the maths on that, and it's people are heading towards that. Now I can, I can absolutely a hundred percent see the government's, um, coming in and giving people grants to actually put the likes of this on their houses, stuff like that. There once, once we get our coronavirus and once there's some money back in the coffers, I can I can see an uh, initiative like that over the next five or ten years to to get people to be a little more greener because everyone wants to try save the planet and keep it keep it going and keep it for all everyone uh, that comes after us. So yeah, I can see this. This is a long term play and this is something that should continue growing year on year. Now probably. Probably not as much as it has this year, but I would expect it to continue grow year on year. Yeah, normally with these topics, I ask, have we missed the boat? Um, if there's been a, a particular spike or, or whatever. But for this one, just from kind of what we've been chatting about, it kind of feels like it's a long term play anyway. So if, if you believe in uh, renewable energies and you think that the technology behind this particular company is has strong fundamentals then it's a long-term play and so getting in now is just as good as getting in previously yeah and why why, why solar's edges is, is is top of the market there is, is the technology is that once you have um, say you have four or five rows of solar panels and leaves fall on one of them or one of the panels are not working it will stop working across that row okay now what solar's edge has done they've brought in some technology that literally gets rid of bypasses that panel so instead of losing power on the whole row you're just losing power in that panel which means then your solar is is actually going at full capacity now have we missed the boat and um, no but also you have to get in at the correct time now anyone who's seen the chart we are massively overextended on a phase one um, and we need some sort of a pullback and for me there's a really really nice level at 228 dollars if it comes back to that area uh, intersects with a horizontal level there that potentially could be a nice entry for us to jump in on that Okay, well, let's move on to the last topic, which is ASOS. This is one of those topics that Adam, one of our other market analysts, is always talking about in the office. He's also written a couple of blogs on this, um, which have gone to various clients um, over the last year. So give me a little bit of an overview about ASOS. Well, ASOS is a little bit strange. Um, we have footfall and companies that has dropped in across the across the globe. We have we have the likes of House of Fraser, then it's closing down house, closing down shops. We have Debenhams. We have you know, what I mean, everywhere, including has has literally gone into sort of forced lockdowns, potential administration, stuff like that there. Now, um, ASOS has, has been a very, very strange one because ASOS to mid-March was in a massive downward trend. 
it wasn't it wasn't going anywhere. I was okay. I often heard Adam in the office talking about it. I'm going. Mm, no, stay away from this. Not for me. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, from mid March, it has taken off. Uh, and yeah, it is massively taken off. And I was just seeing this huge upturn. Well, yeah, I think ASOS, or at least I've been told this, it might not be true, um, but ASOS is um, acronym for as seen on screen. Have you heard that? Uh, I don't know. Probably. And probably. That, that goes to the fact that it's a, an online company. Um, which, you know, uh, as I'm sure you're just about to explain, is the reason why all of a sudden in March things looked a little bit rosier for the company. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. So it it's goes back to how many times have we said this at Anything Online. So we talked about Caravana since the podcast. That has taken off massively. It's where you're buying cars online. It, does, it doesn't matter whether it's DocuSign Adobe, you're working online, Zoom, um, uh, Amazon, you know what I mean? Anything online has skyrocketed and this is, this is no different. So we saw an April jump of 75% in two days. Um, with revenue seen to be up 653% to around the $30 million mark. But since then, it seems to have gone from strength to strength. Yeah, it's just been a phenomenal jump over those two days. Um, but that was that was at the very bottom uh, or the low of coronavirus when they actually released their earnings. Um, and... And that is, it's gone, it's gone up from strength to strength. So it was about $1,000 at that particular time, whereas now it's at $5,363. So that's a 436% um, jump over the last four-month period. Now, why that, is, why that is, has jumped is because if we go back to June, it had a, a jump of 10% to, it, it is 1.1%. Four billion uh, in sales, so that was a ten percent jump in their sales, and that's where most of it comes from. Any of these companies that spike like this, it all comes down to earnings and revenue and what they've done. And as we know, we've been a massive lockdown, and everything gets delivered to our door. So that's why that's why this has just taken off. One thing that ASOS used to get tarnished with was this kind of fast fashion tag. I mean, they still do. But one thing that all this kind of negative publicity and pressure from various groups has has meant is that in recent months, they've launched this circular collection, which is a, a zero waste design and recyclable materials. So that's at least a, a positive thing from, you know, a company that's selling clothes and accessories, which are almost made just to be worn sort of once or twice. But look, see, the thing about it is coming back to um, the recycling products, that is, that, is, that is huge now. We've just covered it in the top just above with Solar's Edge. You have, um, you have now the likes of Nike have done a big, huge drive with, with um, making runners out of, um, out of uh, bottles that are in the ocean. So recycled materials has gone absolutely, it's gone absolutely huge. And we're all seen to be getting healthier and healthier. And, and, and this is only sort of the likes of good news for the likes of um, ASOS who are bringing out products like this that people can put their hands up and go, this is actually good for the, this is good for the economy. This is good for, for Mother Earth. And that's, you know I mean, it's one of these things that is is a little bit of a gimmick in a sense that they will try it and see how it goes. But if it takes off, then this becomes actually one of their flags for their for the brand, and and that's that's how any sort of company runs launches a product and hope for the best. And then if it takes off, then yes, and it's yeah, ASOS have now gone off from strength to strength, and um, with a looming second lockdown um, in Britain, I do expect us to be in lockdown within the next two weeks. If that happens, all these online companies are going to continue, absolutely continue. 
great well that's it for this week's podcast is there anything else that you think people should be keeping an eye on? No, it is this this week is all earnings. And it, it, if you're anyway a stock trader, you have to sort of look at earnings. If you're someone who is outside of stocks, then Bitcoin has had a little bit of a of a rally, um, so up to about eleven thousand uh, mark. How much more has the upside? I'm not so sure, but it, we will see. The next level is at twelve thousand, so we'll let's see what happens at the twelve thousand mark. But yeah, it's nice to see um, cryptocurrencies having another little rally again. Just one last thing with the earnings reports. Does everyone release them on the same day or how, how is it decided when, when they are released? No, so we have the likes of um, every company release it on different dates. So it's like we had, we had Zoom that comes out a month after everyone else. But generally with the technology sector, it's generally um, two weeks after the end of the month. So we're, we're slap bang in the middle of that there. We're two weeks in now and it's generally, so that's the end of the eye. So the idea would be is to go on to the, if you go to the eToro trap platform, you go to the help section, then go to economic calendar and then you go to investor calendar. It's in the top right. You'll click on it there and you will see when are the earnings reports coming up for each individual stock. Make sure you're checking that. Make sure if you have portfolio, make sure you're checking that and finding out whether it's good. Um, and if some of the companies are earnings are better than expected, what some people do is they they scale into the position. So they put a new position on in anticipation. That's the that's the the earnings are going to be good. But the idea is make sure you're in the trade live. Don't put a pending order because if a pending order happens and it gaps, then obviously you don't get triggered into the trade. Thanks everyone for listening to this week's podcast. You can learn more about the markets on Henry's weekly webinar, which you can find by going onto Google and typing eToro Trading School. Thank you very much, everyone. Have a lovely day. You've been listening to Digest and Invest by eToro. For more information, visit eToro.com.